And we're back in Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Hope you're having a terrific week. It's the playoffs. Second leg. Remember, only three legs this year. Started at the Northern. And Johnson put his foot on the field. Won by 11 shots. And then to the Midwest. Chicago last year, it was Medina. This year, we go to Olympia Fields. No cut this week. And then uh, the top 30. Moving on down to Atlanta, where they finish up every year the Tour Championship at East Lake, And a guy that uh, he's been out there covering all of the big events. You know him from the Golf Channel. He's front and center of all the big tournaments. And he joins us here now on the podcast. Todd Lewis, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, Travis. Good to hear from you. Yeah, it's good to, uh, it's good to hear your voice. Been a couple years removed since uh, I was making the commute down to... <laughs> Orlando each and uh, every week, which I miss, but uh, a lot of changes, of course. The Golf Channel always love your commentary uh, out there, and you know I think it's it's only fitting as I was kind of writing my notes and thinking about the questions that I wanted to ask you, and we'll get to the tournaments and the race for the FedEx Cup and the U.S. Open and the Masters and all that. But I'm curious now. It's been a little over three months. You've been out there. You've been inside the bubble. Can you give us a little insight on what the bubble is like on the PGA Tour? Well, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, it depends on what state you're in as to whether you get tested. Um, I'm talking about me as a media member. Uh, the players and caddies are getting tested all the time. Um, for instance, when I worked the PGA Championship and I worked – Last week at TBC Boston, all the media members, everybody on the grounds had to get tested. But when I worked in Ohio for the Memorial and the Workday uh, Charity Open and in Texas at Colonial, I didn't have to get tested. So, you know, that's interesting. Uh, once you get on the grounds, we as a media member are told to stay away from the players. I can't go up to a player and ask him for an interview. Everything has to be conducted through the PGA Tour because they want to keep those players in that bubble, mm -hmm. which I totally understand. Um, and, you know, the players are, are totally invested. They had a bit of a scare at Hilton Head, the second tournament. And I think the PGA Tour, um, how do I say this? They, they sent an email out with a bunch of exclamation points <laughs> to all these players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it together, yeah. okay? Um, and they listen. And so it's... You know, they have taken, players and caddies have taken great responsibility and basically going back to their hotel, eating in or, you know, getting DoorDash or if they have a house, bringing a chef because they can, they can afford it. Uh, but um, so they've been, they are invested. Yeah. Um, and I, I applaud the PGA Tour because I think they've had, what, eight cases counting players and caddies. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been minimal. Um, when you look what's happening at Major League Baseball and, and, that sport is traveling city to city, much like, well, just like the PGA Tour. Uh, they're not in an NBA bubble like they are at Disney. Uh, they have to move, and for them to have that few of cases is tremendous. Now, I will say it is bizarre without fans. Mm. It really is bizarre, um, especially if you consider the electricity we've had in some of these tournaments. I I'm going to go back to the Workday Charity Open that I mentioned when Colin Markawa and Justin Thomas who was then number one in the world, were battling in a playoff. And if you've ever been to Muirfield Village, that 18th hole is an amphitheater. Mm -hmm. And you got JT knocking in a 50-foot putt. 
And now I could just imagine what the scene would be like, the the crescendo of all you know, the crowd there and how much of an effect it would have had on Colin Marikawa, who rolled in about a 25-footer on top of him, you know, if, if he'd have made it, whatever. It, it That, go to the PGA Championship when Marikawa was playing well there, hit that great shot on 16. So it's, you know, I it, it is weird. It is, mm-hmm. it is weird to have no fans out there. Um, but the good news is the PGA Tour has done a great job and the PGA Tour is playing golf and that we as fans and media members can enjoy this great competition. It's different, but they are playing. Yeah. Yeah, they are playing and they're doing a terrific job. As you mentioned, the tour is not getting probably enough credit. They've really were the first to get out there um, and say, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to operate during this pandemic as normal as we can. um, And they've done it. Yeah. Eight cases, just over three months. It's remarkable the job everyone is doing out there. It's interesting. Like you, you listen to Rory McElroy talk at the end of the tournament last week in TPC Boston. And of course you always appreciate Rory's, you know, his front, right. And his emotions. And he tells you how he's feeling, whether it's good or bad. And he's yeah. honest. And he talked about, you know, really how there's, and I'm paraphrasing a bit, but just this lack of, you know, motivation and inspiration to him. And I think, you know, he, he was alluding it to, look, he's not playing very good golf, but he's just not being able to feed off the fans either. You know, there's, you know, Rory is one of those players that's going to show emotion. And he kind of, you know, I think um, is fueled to some degree by the energy of the fan some degree as well. Right. I mean, Tiger has played in front of thousands of people his whole life and now they're not there. So I, I think it's fair to say that there's certain players struggling from an inspiration and a motivation standpoint, knowing there's no fans out there, they're entertainers. Um, have you kind of got that vibe and, and sense from players with your conversations with them? Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, you mentioned Rory, you mentioned Tiger. I think Tiger misses the mm-hmm. fans. He feeds off that energy. Uh, even, you know, all these great players, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Justin Thomas. Uh, I, I think that they, they do miss the fans, and it is odd for them to to find focus at times. Uh, Rory has admitted he's you know he's walking around without fans, and you know he's his mind's wondering about you know how to balance his trillion dollar checkbook every there, you know, and stuff like that. He's not really <laughs> focused on golf. Yeah. Now I will give you I, I'll give you another point too, though, and this is something to think about, and this is such a hypothetical, but it is a theory that could actually be a fact. Look at Colin Morikawa. He could be benefiting from this because it wasn't too long ago where he was in college playing for Cal. And this, you know, he gets out there in the heat of these moments and it feels like a college event. Um, so, you know, he, he doesn't have that intense pressure, as I mentioned, of, uh, you know, feeling the crowd and how that affects his play. It's something that, mm-hmm. you know, that players have to get used to out of college. So it, it is odd. Uh, but again, I think everyone at Bob is doing a great job. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair point as well. I think on the other, there is the flip side, Morikawa, um, like you said, just in college, he's used to it. Scotty Scheffler, I would think, is benefiting to some degree. Worth the last two weeks, the PGA and the Northern Trust, of course, Morikawa winning the PGA. I mean, if I was a rookie and I was out there and I'm trying to win a major championship and I had my choice of being able to hear the roars ahead of me or behind me, you know, I would probably just want to go about it the way that it was at TPC Harding Park. I mean, if I was being honest, right. So yeah, there's, there's the other side of it, but Rory, 
clearly more than any other player on the PGA tour has been affected by COVID the most. I mean, he was the best player in the world before they shut it down. No question about it. I mean, he was in the top five every single week and then they shut it down. He comes back and he just hasn't been able to get the engine started. And there's another, there's another, and he just can't get it going. Um, you know, he struggled since uh, they, they shut it down. You know, speaking of motivation, I think that I do think Dustin Johnson has been inspired and motivated from Brooks Kepka's comments. And it's easy for players to, you know, shrug it off. Yeah. It doesn't affect me and this and that, but clearly DJ we've, we've seen peak Dustin over the last couple of tournaments. And I've said it for years when you have Dustin Johnson's attention and you have Rory McIlroy's attention, it's must watch TV because Outside of Tiger, Tiger's in his own stratosphere, as you know, Todd. So it's it's like, you know, he, he is the needle. But you, you put that aside, those two, when they're motivated, it's must watch. And I got to tell you, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that on, you know, at TPC Boston. It was Tiger-esque, wasn't it? Yeah, well, let's uh, let's talk about Rory and Dustin. When I did a, a couple of years ago, I did an informal poll with players and mm. I asked them, uh, out on the PGA Tour, I asked them, outside of themselves what player when they are on are they most fearful of when they see that player on the leaderboard and they're trying to win a tournament and it was basically a 50 50 split of the two that you mentioned Roy McIlroy and Dustin Johnson when they're at the top of their game they're just about impossible to beat. uh well Roy's not um and I think there are a lot of factors there he does he's lost some confidence uh, I think you mentioned the fact that there are no fans so yes that's probably a contributing factor but in regards to Dustin, I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit um, in regards to what Brooks Kepka said at the PGA Championship. I, I think it was uh, – I could just hear DJ say, whatever, uh, you know. <laughs> um, and I, I, I have never covered a player that has no memory. Uh, he doesn't look in the rearview mirror, and he doesn't look ahead around the corner as well. Um, so, uh, he is so much in the moment and, you know, it, people think that he just kind of like, you know, walks around and doesn't, you know, he's not that cerebral and, you know, he just see ball, hit ball far and that's it. it. He's not, he's actually a lot smarter than people give him credit for And He's very, very passionate about not only being the best player in the world, but maintaining that number one spot as he did for quite a while in 2017 when he was the dominant player on tour. I don't, I asked him after he won on Sunday, I said, are you close to that form that you had in 2017? He said, I think I have my does. That's a very scary sentence for all of those competing against him to hear. Yeah. I mean, when you go strokes gain T to green and you're positive 18, <laughs> that's just, yeah. I mean, that is, yeah. I mean, you have five, five, you got an Eagle every, Eagle every day. Uh, you, you know, you, you went off the all time tournament record at 30 under par. And those, those who at 30, 30 and 31, that was at Kapalua right. where they have five par fives. You know, I mean, he, it's just, he was, he was in another league and playing another tournament last week. And, um, I, I think he sent a message. <laughs> I, mean, to, I would to hope a lot so. Of players I mean, 11 under through 11. That's yeah. just silly. I mean, that is, I can't even comprehend that 11 under through 11 holes. It, I know. And what's so amazing about that, Travis, is that, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, he was a little disappointed that he didn't have any more birdies. I mean, he, he parted every hole after that 11th. Um, 
but it didn't rattle him because the next day he came out and in his opinion, he shot a 64. Now, granted, it's not a 60, but you know, he, he wasn't rattled. And we hear this all the time. It's so difficult to follow a low number with another low number. And that's basically because of expectations, because you get up there and you don't mean, you know, you, you know, this, you, you can't birdie the first two or three holes. And all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, I had it yesterday. Why is it not happening today? And then you're a mess. He held it all together and was able to post, in my opinion, a, an equally impressive number on Saturday. With yeah, that and then he goes 63 on, on Sunday. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, uh, it's crazy golf. And, you know, those two guys, when they get it going, Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy, um, it's, it's, it's amazing stuff. And oh, okay. We'll, we'll just, we'll agree to disagree on the, on the motivation of, uh, Brooks. <laughs> Rory had something to say about it. I was kind of hoping maybe Brooks would have said something by now to kind of, you know, piss Rory off. So we would get him fired up and then we would have DJ and Rory peak <laughs> heading into Chicago, uh, and Atlanta, but, uh, Okay. Yeah, I will say one thing about that, Travis. I do think talking to some players, you know, and, and again to remind your listeners what Brooks said, he's like he, he said you know, DJ's what I think he had a two shot lead, um, and he's had opportunities to win, and yeah. he hasn't proven himself. And I'm paraphrasing uh, to kind of get in his head, but uh, whether that was purposeful or not, it definitely was heard. And I, 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 not, I think a lot of players out on the tour that I've talked to felt the same way that Rory felt that that was just, you know, yeah, yeah, I, maybe you say that to a guy who hasn't won 21 times on the PGA tour, who hasn't won a major championship, but Dustin Johnson, yeah. you know, I mean, I, to do that. Yeah. It just, it didn't sit right with a lot oh, of I'm players. Sure. I've heard a few yeah, players I, say you know, that. That was my next question is, is, you know, there's gotta be players out there that are like, what, like, really? You want, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to go there. Um, with Dustin Johnson, I mean, one of the best players of our time, future Hall of Famer. He's going to yeah, be in the I mean, Hall of Fame. 22 yeah, wins now. Um, yeah. And he's going to keep going. I mean, there's no reason why Dustin's not going to continue to win more. Um, you got to like his chances um, this week. East Lake, the U.S. Open coming up. I mean, why not? You play like that, you're going to win anywhere. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. So I want to change gears here just for a second and talk about the top 70 that we're going to see at Olympia Fields. Um, no Spieth, no Fowler, no Rose. Yeah. There's three big yeah. names and no, no Fleetwood. Fleet, no, yeah, there's no another Fleetwood. one. But the two that stand out, really, Spieth and Fowler. Um, not in the top 70. Phil, of course, transitioning a little bit, plays the Champions Tour. Nice little smooth 61 to open up his career. We got 59s, 60s, and 61s flying all over the place. 
every door. I mean, there's just birdies everywhere. Um, you know, this is Tiger's last year. Point I'm making, you know, the tour, the face of the tour, it's it's changing a little bit, you know, right now. And and you've kind of insert this group of young players, Morikawa, who we talked about PGA champ, he's fifth right now in the standings. Um, Scotty Scheffler's 14th, Todd, in the in the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, Victor Hovland, he's 24th. Cameron Champ, not as a much, not as much attention. We saw him pop at the PGA. He's 25th. Um, Matthew Wolf, he's 33rd. Yeah. I haven't mentioned Sun Jim. He's a young player. He's eighth. No speed, no Fowler, no Rose. Phil's moving on. Tigers, you know, slowly phasing out. I, I feel like, I feel like as I mean, we move I'll- here to these next two tournaments, one of those six, Morikawa, Hovland, Wolf, probably preferably, one of those young guys win. I think that would be a great statement for the PGA Tour. Well, and no doubt about it, more Cowan can, can get a victory, then he has fully stamped himself uh, as a star globally uh, on the golf stage. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that without doubt would, would make him, I mean, I think if he, you know, if he wins, he could go to Eastlake. If he wins this week, he could go to Eastlake with a chance not only in the FedEx Cup, but becoming the number one player in the world. I think some of those mm-hmm. scenarios play out that way. Um, but uh, so, yeah, yes, absolutely. But, you you know, we see this all the time. It wasn't too long ago when we were talking about Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth as that new way of replacing an old guard. And now they're kind of, you know, middle-aged when it comes yeah. to the PGA Tour. And now we've got this other group coming through. And I like that. I But at the same time, I mean, I wouldn't sleep too much on Ricky. I, I really would, to be honest with you, I, I don't I don't think Jordan's that far away either. Um you know, they, they have obviously proven to themselves what they can do and that and and they can find it again. I mean, look at Dustin Johnson. I mean, he's he's well into his thirties now and and doing what he's doing. Um, but I think that's what we love about golf, you know, all the way guys up into their forties. I mean, VJ seen one more events in his forties mm-hmm. than he did in any other point of his career. So, you know, you love you yeah. love, that's why you it's love just so the much game deeper now, do. don't you think, top to bottom? I I you know what to be honest with you. I think it is. Yeah. there is so much depth globally on the world stage. I don't think we'll ever have a player that will win as many events as Phil Mickelson did on tour, which was, what, 46, 47. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever see a player get that far. It's too deep. It's too deep globally. Uh, and there's just so much talent out of that. And, and, and a lot of that can be attributed to Tiger Woods inspiring. Yeah, it would be. Athletes. I think Morikawa would be a top three scenario winning. You know, that young player uh, won the PGA, wins the FedEx. Then you start, you know, as a fan, you start thinking about, gosh, you know, how many can he win, right? You kind of start daydreaming and, you know, you you you, you kind of see ahead like he's got all of this runway, right? Um, but, you know, these names that I mentioned, Spieth, Fowler, and Rose, I'm, I'm probably the most optimistic for Spieth. Um, you know, it's amazing, Todd, and I want to ask you about Jordan. He's still, for me fun to watch because he can score um you know he he still has that big miss of course yeah. the hook and it just ruins his round and this and that and he has a double and whatever but there's there's rounds where i've watched him and you know there's he has no business shooting two under um and he can just score he's still magic wedge putter i'm optimistic he'll get it back i do think he probably needs to start over a little bit you know fresh out of eyes whatnot to just you know new chapter per se um so I think Spieth will get it back. When you look at him and you listen and you watch, 
what's your observation of Spieth and maybe what's what we can expect? Well, I, I, I think there hasn't been a better, and you obviously know the mechanics of the golf swing much more than me, but I don't think there's been a better artist on the golf course mm. since Tiger yeah. with Jordan Spieth. Uh, as far as feel about seeing the shots as a, you know, doing with his hands. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, he has some mechanical issues at times that he needs to get cleaned up. Um, but I still think there's a lot of belief in him. And I think I'm cons- I don't want him to go down the path, that, you know, too deep in this hole of not having confidence mm-hmm. where he becomes obsessed with it. Um, then that could be scary. Um, and he's kind of creeping in that direction. Uh, but I, I think he's, you know, one good tournament away from getting the proper injection of confidence that, that will snowball. Uh, so, but I, I look, I, I'm, I'm yeah. never going to stop believing in, in Jordan speed. He's proved me wrong so many times. I think he's, he's, you know, he, he could have won every major in 2015 and two. And so he hasn't forgotten that. It's just, you know, he, and, and who knows going through this Valley, just as if you remember Adam Scott did, uh, this may make him stronger. And again, he's still in his twenties and, you know, once he gets this figured out, he may be, Back to yeah. the form that he had, if not better. You know, I went through a period as he, when he kind of started going through this. This is what been three years now. So, and at first, I was like, "Gosh, you know, what is what's going on? We're not gonna, we're not gonna see Spieth again." You know, kind of emotional, right? Because I'm a Spieth fan, and we saw what he could do, and he was on such a tear. And but the more I watch it play out, and particularly this year, as I watch him play, I I probably I don't think I've ever been more. He will be better circle again. I do think there are some, you know, some technical things that probably need to be cleaned up. He's probably gotten too technical. I think he's admitted that they were working on the wrong things for a better part of a year, which is concerning, but he can still score. Like you, you use the perfect word artist. He is, I mean, he is an artist and my goodness, he knows how to get the ball in the hole. It's just keeping it in front of him, building confidence and eliminating that big miss, which I think he will get back to. He's too smart of a player. And, um, you know, he means a lot to the PGA tour. That's for sure. So we need him back. Fowler mechanically is going through some, some big changes right now. Um, you know, when Butch left, he went to John Tiller. He's making some pretty good wholesale changes in his swing. It's going to be really to see how that pans out late in his career. And I think Justin Rose just kind of rounding out these three that are not there. Um, I, you know, I don't know if, if you've, if he's alluded to in a, is that kind of playing into Rose to some degree? He's made some changes with his game, equipment, no longer with Foley. Right. Um, you know, so where's where's the spark for Rose? It'll be interesting to see um, if he can get back into form uh, into next year. But we got a lot of young players uh, moving into Chicago. A guy that's going to have to have a big week is Tiger. He's 57th. We're going to see it. You think tiger, I think he needs to finish in the top four to make it. Yeah. I think at least top okay. five is what okay. I, my calculation was Sunday night and it may be four now. Um, it, you know, I, 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 I hope so. I think it'd be great for golf. It'd be great for tiger. Obviously if he can put himself in contention and make his way back to East Lake. Uh, but to be honest with you, I just haven't seen enough evidence that he can put everything together. It seems like, and you, you know, you play golf all the time. I, I just I got through practicing before <laughs> talking to you, Travis. And I'm like, man, yeah. my, my putting is great. 
and but my short game sucked. So I worked on my short game and then worked on my putt and I wasn't putting as well. And so, you know, he can't put it he hasn't been able to put it all together. He did put it, you know, he had a pretty good round on Sunday, shot yeah. sixty six, I believe. Uh so but it's just not consistent enough for him. And I, I they, I, I just think I think him not playing a lot of competitive golf has hurt him. I, I you know, it's hard to say that Tiger Woods is lacking confidence, but he has admitted, you know, hey, I got to find my confidence and get out here with these guys who've been playing eight or nine events uh, where I've only played one or two. Um, and you know, that it, it, even for him, even for the world's greatest player of this generation, uh, it, it does take it does take reps. It does take confidence building. It does, you know, takes a bit of finding the belief that you can come out here and play yeah. against a Dustin Johnson. Uh, against the, you know a very deep field, and I think he still needs a little more of that, to be honest with you. But you know, hopefully he'll prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's proven that's a lot for of sure. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I think the, the putter is what's just been chilly for him. You know, he's he's lost he's lost strokes putting the last the three week the three weeks that he's played. Right. Well, it, uh, again, he, again, he putted well in the first two rounds on in Boston, didn't putt great at the end. And, you know, and sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not, yeah. you know, going back and forth between putters, you know, you're right. So it's yeah. just, it's just not a consistency. He, his driver was all over the place the first couple of rounds and then he drove the ball beautifully on Saturday and Sunday. And so, yeah, it, it's just, is it, you know, is it weird for it you Todd, as close as you are to some of these players interviewing them, you see like immediately what the game can do to these players and how it can beat them down. You know, is it weird? Sometimes you have to pinch yourself sometimes like, okay, wait a minute. Tiger Woods is lacking confidence and I can see it on his face. I can hear it in his voice. <laughs> Bubba Watson interview last week talking about, you know, that he's just trying to build up enough confidence to believe that he can play with these guys. This is a guy that's won two green jackets. I mean, it's just, is it weird sometimes for you to see God, this game just beats him down? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, it's funny because they all have, you know, seven figures in their bank account and, but I, I just, you know, I, I wouldn't say I enjoy. I think it's great for having to have a connection with these players to show their vulnerability yeah. to the public. That you know, it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is. You know, they make it look mm-hmm. easy, but it's really not all the time. So, it's I, I enjoy having players reveal themselves. I, I think that I think that you know they're more than just a 300-yard driving machine out there, and so they're real humans. They got, I mean, they don't compartmentalize stuff like we do in our job, you know, they, if they're having stuff that's bothering them off the road saying, I'm not trying to get into yep. business, but you know, stuff that they deal yeah. with, they have to come back and go to work. And you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not, yeah, easy. they're, they're they just had a fight like with that. their wife, their kids are not behaving. <laughs> same, same stuff that, <laughs> yeah. you well, know, whatever. we got to go to work with yeah. and deal with. And, you know, I think the Spieth, Thomas Fowler, you know, that generation of players kind of help the transparency of things, you know, and just, Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're relatable. Absolutely. I mean, look, everybody, look, Tiger, Tiger, here's a perfect example yeah. with Tiger, right? So Tiger, when he was at the height of his powers, um, he did, he was so highly respected because he was doing things to a <laughs> golf ball that we had never seen before, Travis, but not everybody could relate to him from green to tea. He was robotic, kind of that death stare, mm-hmm. that focused look, you know, you know, and so, but actually now though he's come back after his surgery and he's a different guy he is relatable he's interacting with the fans and so and i think maybe he learned being in team rooms with jordan speed and justin thomas and ricky fowler and those guys who put themselves out there it's like you know what i don't have to be tiger yeah. woods the golfer out there i can be me 
Um, and I, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think yeah, it's cool. I like the, block. I like the tiger of today. I think Rory kind of sets the bar, you know, a little bit. Um, when it comes to that, I always sure. love listening to Rory. He's kind of like the, the president out there in some ways. <laughs> he just kind of, he just kind of keeps it. He just exactly. keeps everything real. Well, Todd, I appreciate your time. Um, it's going to be fun. Perfect timing. Perfect you go pick, it up, you go pick up, up your daughter. daughter. You have a great evening in Orlando. I appreciate your time here on the Stripe Show podcast. Hey, it's Travis Fulton telling you there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. To claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways, all you have to do, download the app and sign up using promo code TRAVIS. Then enter DraftKings' free football survivor pool. Yes, it really is that easy to claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a $1 million cash prize. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, Everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings' free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least $5 in value upon entering. While you're in the app, don't forget to check out all of the great daily fantasy contests DraftKings is hosting for this week's basketball and golf action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TRAVIS to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code Travis to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.